Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Your president is watching. America is watching. But more important... God, Father! Watch it! Make no mistake! There will be no fuck ups! Marines around this world would give they left nuts to be where you are! Anybody not want to go? Marines! Heel on three!
score. Wait for the blood spilled on the floor. And if another one stands, I'll kill some more. Bullet in the breach and a fire in me. Like a cigarette thrown to gasoline. If death don't bring you fear, I swear you'll fear these marching feet. Come to the nightmare, come to me. Deep down in the dark where the devil be. In the mall where the jaws and the razor teeth. Where the brimstone burns and the angel weeps. All that the gods have across your path. And my silhouette hangs like a body bag. Hope is a moment now long past. The shadow of death is the one I cast. I am a soldier and I'm marching on. I am a warrior and this is my song. We're going to cut out their living guts and use them to grease the treads of our tanks. We're going to murder those lousy bastards by the bush. Now I live bleeding, I'm mean to inflict the grief, and the least of me is still out of your reach. The killing machine's gonna do the deed until the river runs dry and my last breath leaves. Stand in the air with a head held high, I'll stand in the path of the enemy line. Feel no fear, know my pride, for God and country I'll end your life. I am a soldier and I'm marching on. I am a warrior and this is my song. And good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Cold War Radio, live from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, studio number one. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr., deep down in the broadcast bunker, your host. Please follow me on Spreaker, ladies and gentlemen. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Cold War Radio 22. The email to the program is scrtv at live.com. Cold War Radio patron hotline, 412 206 6208, the voicemail for those of you listening via podcast or anyone else, 412 567 1460. Yet to get our first call, although I forgot to check tonight. I hope there's not a call in there. You can catch the podcast just about anywhere. It streams at the 405media.com in the mornings about 8 8 a.m. Eastern Time. On demand at iHeartRadio, the Cold War Radio app, free in your app store. YouTube has it. Fully transcribed with captions. Uh, try to use the, the hashtag CWR. We're trying to transition a little bit. We'll see how that goes. CWR is the uh, new hashtag we want to try out. Uh, please go to SteelCityResistance.com and become a Cold War Radio patron. You can also catch the research room. The video page, it has videos of most of our audio clips. If you'd like to write to the program, please write. To Cold War Radio, P.O. Box 104-33-370, Castle Shannon Boulevard, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15234. <laughs> 
All right, let's traverse the turret to the east. On the east east end of our perimeter, let's welcome Ward Miller to the program. Hello, Ward. I can just feel the energy hey, in your studio. I can feel the energy. Oh yeah, I'm rocking on ready, brother. <laughs> it's it's that time of, it's that time of the week where we get together and we lash out at, at these idiot uh, Democrats and. And it's, I'm doing so. it's a target-rich environment as well. Uh, I'm pretty oh, yeah. fired up. Pretty fired up tonight. Let me first uh, thank Stacy B. Thank you, Stacy, for your generous contribution to the CPAC fund. Uh, we are at twenty-one eighty, two thousand one hundred eighty dollars in the bank uh, for the CPAC expeditionary maneuver. Uh, thank you very much, Stacy, and everybody else uh, that's helped and that will help. You can do that. If you go to SteelCityResistance.com, there's a donate button uh, in the right-hand column, not to be confused with become a, becoming a Cold War radio patron. Uh, they're both there, but the, the donate button is for events, uh, and that's what we're getting ready for there. Uh, I, I wanted I want to start the show on a light note. We have a guest tonight a little later, uh, but I want to I want to start the show a little bit on a on a light note. Word, uh, some people. You know, usually you can figure people out, and when you're listening to criminal news, uh, you can like, okay, the guy got mad and punched out a window. I got that. You know, or, or something, you know, or robbed a bank. Okay, he's got a drug habit, lock him up, whatever. But you know pretty much why they did it, uh, just out of street sure. smarts. Uh, but uh, a guy on a Sunday night that goes to, uh, you, you all have heard of porta-potties. And uh, there's <laughs> last night, a guy in Pittsburgh went down to the north side, the North Shore, they call it. Now it's the North Shore. It used to be the north side, but the part near the river, now that's the North Shore. There's no there's no sand or anything, but uh, there no, it is. But they can charge more money. Yeah, it's, ex- it's exactly. It's a taxation thing. <laughs> you know it. Uh, but a guy goes down there, and uh, there's a porta potty down there, and he decides that what he wants to do on a Sunday night in Pittsburgh is lighted on fire. So he did. He lit the porta potty on fire and it caught the porta potty next to it on fire and it caught the porta potty next to it on fire. Pretty soon there's seven porta potties on fire. I'd like to have seen that. Uh, probably wouldn't have liked to have smelled it, but I, I would have liked to have no. seen it. But well, then word the guy the- stays there. He doesn't leave. He stays on the scene, he's in the Allegheny County Jail right now with a charge of, of fel- felony arson. <laughs> there is no end to stupidity. When I seen it on the news this morning, it shows that, you know, the poor potties all melted and stuff. I was thinking, wow, somebody had some rough tacos. <laughs> yeah. How'd you, like I mean, the, how'd you like to have been in the eighth one? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Some things you just can't make up. You can't make it up. I mean, and, and I gotta, I gotta. Okay, we're we're off the off the light now. We're going to get back into the real because uh, I have a question for you. Because I, I've heard Andrew McCarthy and, and other people have said that this uh, shenanigans that's going on in the House of Representatives uh, that they're calling an impeachment inquiry uh, is really non-binding. Uh, that they do not have the power to issue subpoenas until they vote on it in the House. Is that what you understand? Yeah, and basically that's 
what I understand that the White House is pushing back with because they're demanding all this uh, all this documentation, and the White House says you're not getting anything until there's a vote in the House. Well, I and just watched I a report. That- just watched a report on Fox News tonight that said that the Democrats had issued subpoenas to the Pentagon and the Office of Management and Budget. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Issued, I thought subpoenas weren't authorized at this point. And I'm just wondering. No, the body doesn't have the, the body does not have the authority to subpoena anything. They can, they can write subpoena on it and send it off, but that's going to be the same as me writing subpoena on it and sending it off. Have absolutely no binding power whatsoever legally. So, I mean, even if the House Intelligence Committee did it, you know, you still have to be investigating this impeachment inquiry. And until you say this impeachment, you know, until there's a vote. Uh, yeah, well, until there's a vote, and then it becomes a, uh, a impeachment investigation. At that point, you would have the the ability to uh, to issue subpoenas and whatnot. But, but we're not we're not there right now. So so uh, no. not not to be the bad guy here. Uh, but I remember uh, on episode number one of Steel City Resistance, and this is the Steel City Resistance edition of Cold War Radio, we said that we were always going to call a pig a pig. Yep. A- and that two plus two must equal four. And did Fox just miss that? Or are these other subpoenas? Or you know, I-, I don't like being misled. And yeah. it said subpoena they- in writing on the Chiron. Of course it did. But I don't think, I mean, the White House has attorneys that went to school way longer than I did. And when they say, we don't have to do this, I kind of believe them. You know? I do too. So it's not that the fact that they're ignoring Congress because Congress has no uh, authority in this situation until they make it a true impeachment investigation. And that takes a vote of two-thirds of the House. And... The other problem that they're going to have, I just read this, and I didn't think about it until I seen it. All the senators that are out campaigning for president should have to recuse themselves from the vote because it would be a conflict, a conflict of interest. And just to, they're trying to subpoena their their opponent. Yeah, and just a, just a quick correction: it takes a simple majority for impeachment. It takes two thirds of the Senate to convict. Uh, but just to have that okay. out there, and that's fine. But uh, the thing, the thing. To me, the, the the reporting on this is horrible, man. It just, uh, I don't know. Uh, let's go to MSNBC, and I want you to listen uh, to Senator uh, Ron Johnson is on MSNBC, why he went on that network. You guys need to stop going to those networks because they're the worst. But I want you to hear Chuck Todd and his reaction and his behavior uh, speaking to this senator, it's really unbelievable. And think of the truth that the senator is saying or telling, and then evaluate Chuck Todd's answer and analysis. This is bizarre. You know, I, I have a I have my third letter into the Inspector General of the right, Intelligence senator. Committee asking to just confirm, just confirm. Are you investigating those leaks that Peter struck? 
talked about in that All right, text. Senator, I have no idea so again, why. Now, no, that's, that's why, a setup. Why, it is entirely Fox, relevant to this point. Why a Fox News conspiracy propaganda stuff is popping up on here. <laughs> it, I have no it idea. Is not, that is, I have no that is, idea that why we're going exact, here. That is, that is, Senator, because I'm this is underlying about, exactly I'm why asking, President Trump is upset and why his supporters are upset right, at the what, news media. Oh, okay, now, this Chuck, is not about the media. Senator Johnson, Senator Johnson, please. Go Can ahead. we please answer the question that I asked you instead of trying to make Donald Trump feel better here that you're not criticizing I'm not, I'm him? Not. I'm, I'm tr- just I'm trying, trying to, to ask you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Simple question of what made you wince. Uh, what what is I'm asking a simple question about you clearly were upset that somehow there was yes, an implication I, I was, that military was, aid was, was being frozen yes. because the president wanted the, an investigation. Why did you right, win? Because I didn't want those connected, and and I wanted I was supporting the aid as is Senator Murphy as is everybody that went to that initial inauguration. But here's the salient point of why I came forward when I asked the president about that. He completely denied it. He adamantly denied it. He vehemently, angrily denied it. He said, I'd never do that. So that, that is the, the piece of the puzzle I'm here to report today, that unlike, unlike the, the narrative of the press that President Trump wants to dig up dirt on his 2020 opponent, what he wants is he wants of what happened in 2016. Who set him up? Did things spring from Ukraine? You know, there's a good piece. We've got an oversight letter on from Politico in 2017, where let, let, me, let me quote the article. It says, Ukrainian government officials tried to help Hillary Clinton and undermine Trump. They did so by disseminating documents implicating a top Trump aide in corruption, suggesting they were investigating the matter. Uh, Ukrainian officials also reportedly helped Clinton allies research damaging information on Trump and his advisors. There is potential interference in, in the 2016 Let me campaign. ask you this. That's what Trump wants to get to the bottom of, but the press doesn't want to. Ambassador the people who wrote Vol- this article are being pilloried. I'm being called a conspiracy theorist. Uh, John Solomon's being called a conspiracy theorist because the press is horribly biased, and Trump and his supporters you know, completely understand I, that. I, I understand a way to avoid answering a question is to attack us in the press. I'm well aware of that, no, and that's no, how it works. No. Oh, boy, they're falling apart, Ward. They are falling apart right in front of our eyes. That's an establishment Republican right there. Yeah, well, I think that part of it is they get this... Uh, it's like a, uh, you know, something shiny, and it gets their attention, and they just run after it, regardless of what's going on around them. You know what I mean? I think and there's a lot of that going on. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, but I think and that these just, guys are. I think they're realizing 
that they've lost it. Man. People don't believe them anymore. And when you have somebody as mild-mannered as Ron Johnson, I mean, he's not a he's not a firebrand conservative type. I mean, he's a conservative, but he's not. No. You know, well, the one I, I really enjoy that I've been enjoying lately on all these talk shows is uh, Rudy. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think you see the same characteristics and qualities that uh, we saw in Donald Trump. I mean, they're yeah, well, fighting. Rudy's, they're fighting. Rudy's, Rudy gets them all into a fluster because he's and he beats them down with evidence. <laughs> yeah, he does. You know, and, and that's exactly what it is. It's not all hearsay. He'll he'll start something and just to get them to go, well, no, that isn't what happened. Oh, yeah, well, here's this text. And yeah. Here's this and here's that. And I mean, and he, he he's an ex-prosecutor who, who knows how to set up an argument and how to win a fight. And he's going to be their undoing. That That's going to be my, my prediction now is Rudy Giuliani is going to be the undoing of the Democratic Party. Well, that's possible, and, and I would welcome that. I, I like the I like the fighting spirit. And, you know, these Republicans and Democrats uh, that rally against it uh, never do that when Democrats fight. It, it's about time. You know, I saw a, a good article, well, a, a title of an article, and I can't even remember who wrote it, but, but he said, uh, you know, the Democrats aren't used to being investigated. This is new territory, man. I mean, how, when's the last time? I mean, the Clinton thing was a fiasco. Uh, they didn't even go after the right things. And, and speaking of not going after the right things, I've told you about this guy for a while. And I promise we're going to get to Syria after our guest. I've got a lot to say about Syria. And I'm glad you're on tonight with me, uh, Ward, because <laughs> we, we stated our opinion early, real early, when it came to Syria. Uh, unfortunately, those episodes of Steel City Resistance are gone. Uh, but I, I know we did, and, and we'll talk about it. Oh, but yeah. I want to talk about Lindsey Graham first. Lindsey Graham has scheduled no committee hearings on the deep state, on the FBI. Well, there was one oversight on the FBI. CIA, Spygate, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Mueller, Stephen Halper, George Papadopoulos, Tom Fitton, Sidney Powell, Joe DeGeneva, John, uh, John Brennan, James Comey, Chris Way. But guess who he did? Uh, the, the the business that the Senate, that his committee, the Intelligence Committee did, uh, they had an executive business meeting, nominations, competition in digital technology, executive business meeting, oversight of the enforcement of the antitrust laws, Holocaust-era insurance claims, how Congress can make our patent system stronger, executive business meeting, nominations, oversight of the Copyright Office, uh, oversight of the FBI was one meeting, uh, nominations, Google and censorship, uh, protecting innocence in a digital world, uh, executive business meeting, combating kleptocracy, uh, your doctor, pharmacist, insurer will see you now, uh, the state of Pat. I, I mean, it goes on and on and on. This guy's a fraud. I told you about it, and Ms. Baritaroma called him out on it. So no wonder the president brings this up to the leaders of these countries to try to find out, you know, how this information started, given that it was the first two and a half years of his of his presidency that people were up in arms over collusion. Very quickly, sir, my viewers are frustrated. They want some subpoenas. They want to see you do that deep dive into what took place. When can we expect your subpoena in people and who are you going to get uh, to come down and testify? Well, I'm going to tell you, viewers, I'm going to do it the way I think I need to do it. 
I'm not going to get ahead of Horowitz. This man is independent of politics. He was appointed by Obama. He did a good job uh, in the past. I'm going to look at his report, then I'll build out on it. I'm not out to get anybody. I'm trying to find out what happened. So I'm not going to issue subpoenas because people are frustrated. I'm going to call Horowitz before the committee. He's going to tell us about the FISA warrant application and the counterintelligence investigation, and I'll go wherever the facts take us. But I do want every Republican to be asked, would you impeach the president based on this transcript, this phone call between the president of the United States and the Ukrainian president? Because if you would, I think I think that is just incredibly bad judgment. I want Romney to be asked that. As to having China look into this, I think that's a bad idea. I don't trust anything coming out of China against Biden, Trump, me or you. So the bottom line is I want people to do this the right way. The right way is for Horowitz to come forward to my committee under oath and tell us what happened. And I promise you, I'll build out on it appropriately. Somebody needs mm. to look at whether or not the DNC was involved with the Ukraine. Somebody needs to look at the Bidens, whether or not they violated the law. They sure as hell looked at the Trumps. Yeah. Somebody needs to look at the Bidens. I want this to be done outside of politics. I want Nancy Vo uh, Pelosi to have the courage to vote on impeachment, right. not just talk about it. All right. We will, we'll be watching the development center. It's good to see you, sir. Thanks so much. Yeah, we'll be watching. We sure will. Uh, you know, I've said this several times. Uh, you know, we have control of the Senate. And we have no... Uh, if you look at us right now, people like us, you know, you, you look at uh, what's going on and the transgressions that have been initiated against us for so long, and yet you realize that we have control of the Senate and there's no defense against it. You know what I mean? It, it, it's like we're like the Whigs. You know, we're like the people yeah. in the country that were against slavery and the people that we had fighting for us weren't. You know, that that's the way yeah. I feel right now. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. Um, I, I kind of hope that the whole thing with, you know, the FBI and the CIA, I kind of hope that some of that comes out in the wash with Horowitz. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath, but... You know, I, that that's where I'd hope to see that go. Uh, the whole Biden thing, that, that every time that Biden and Ukraine get brought up, another name gets thrown out. You know, Pelosi's kids involved now. Um, Mitt Romney's kids involved now. Um, Whitey uh, Bulger's John nephew. Kerry, <laughs> John, John Kerry's stepson. I mean, they're right. all in cahoots. And they were, and they all were getting a part of this. You know, I, I, I wish I could get that gig. You know, right. uh, you know, the, the one that Biden got that was great, fifty grand a month for absolutely nothing. Because he I mean, I'd do it for six no, months. I'd do it for six months, and then I'd quit. I don't even have to do it for long. I mean, he, no, he. I mean, but he has absolutely no training in in any kind of energy whatsoever. Let alone, you know. Uh, natural gas or, or even fossil gas. Um, well, he knows a lot so, about South America and Colombia uh, and because he's well, a crack, the, the, a crack addict. Exports. You know, he's a crack addict. Yeah, yeah. major export. Uh, you know, I mean, his only qualification was his last name was Biden. Yeah. Had, had his last name been anything else, he, he doesn't get that gig. <laughs> no, you're right. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm going to do uh, something uh, tonight. Uh, I, I've uh, 
I've seen some things, and I you you know my disdain for Glenn Beck over the years. But I got to tell you, Glenn Beck's doing the best reporting on this in the world. You need to go to YouTube, or if you're already a Blaze member or whatever, I'm not. But I, you can still, he's done a service to the country, probably just to promote his network, but that's fine. But I want you to look at the video of the chalkboard episode where this guy details it all, man. I mean, it's uh, this is not going to go away. This is not going to go away, and they know it, and that's why Chuck Todd is flipping out and George Stephanopoulos is flipping out and the violence is going to come next well, because they're out of, yeah. they're out of stuff. The, the thing is too, Hutch with, uh, with Glenn Beck, that's the thing he loves to do. This is, is true. To, to, is to chase the money and, and follow the strings and, you know, and you know, whether you like him or, or don't like him, uh, that's what he does. And he's really good at laying out an entire picture. Uh, he laid out the whole thing with the caliphate, and everybody says he's out of his mind, and he, he was right. Um, you know, and once again, we're, you know, calling a pig a pig. Uh, I, I know that, you know, he totally went off the rails for a while there. Um, but now I think that he's he's come to his senses a little bit, and – you know, he does lay out the the uh, the whole Ukraine thing like a uh, like a, a prosecutor, I guess. Oh yeah, so he has it, it, all the this links to this, that links to this, that links to this, and and everything comes back to Soros. And he absolutely indicts the media. I mean, he played a tape where Sarah Huckabee Sanders, in a private meeting with media, told them what was going on in Ukraine and nothing, not one story. I mean, did you know, ladies and gentlemen, that there are two Ukrainians that were investigated, tried, convicted, and now are in Ukrainian prison for colluding with the DNC to take out the Trump campaign? Did you know that? The media knows it. Because Sarah Huckabee Carter told him. And yet, they don't feel that you should hear that. This is a giant, giant scandal, Ward. And I'm not naive because I listen to the replays of you and I. And we thought everybody was going to jail back when we thought there was a Justice Department. Remember that in 2012? Yeah, yeah back, back when we were young and impressionable. Yeah. <laughs> It's actually embarrassing to listen to that. But we didn't know. Such such high hopes for our Justice Department. Yes, we did, man. We thought it was real. And all along, the whole thing was weaponized against us. I mean... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we were were screaming that we wanted to see Holder go to jail. And, oh, he, he defied Congress. And he's, you know, and he ignored the subpoenas and he did this. And then he comes on and goes, yeah, I'm Obama's wingman. Ain't nothing going to happen. Isn't it he something? was right. Nothing happened. Right. And he's still walking around. And he's still, still talking smack. I mean, he's the guy that said when they're down, we kick them. I mean, how fitting for a guy like that. That guy is a skank. That guy right. is a, he's a cancer 
on this country. I mean, he was a, a nationalist from way back. I mean, uh, he he was a, a member of an armed group that took over, I think it was the Navy ROTC building at Columbia University. Anyway, we'll get back to that. Ladies and gentlemen, 2020 election author Tisha Powell is a nationally recognized legal analyst and author of Trump Must Win, Discover the Dark Days Americans Will Face if Trump isn't reelected in 2020. Tisha, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr. Welcome to Cold War Radio. Uh, I also have my co-host, uh, Ward Miller. Good evening. Hi, good evening. Thanks so much for having me. Did I did I pronounce your name right? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Outstanding. Uh, so, uh, discover the dark days Americans will face if Trump isn't reelected for office come uh, November 2020 is a little scary. And I really love these kind of uh, uh, webs where you just unravel everything that's going to happen if we don't do this. You're on. Go ahead. And that's the thing. Socialism is knocking on Americans' door. And guess what? Elizabeth Warren has it in her hands. So that's how scary this is. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I'm very blessed where I spend a lot of time in Europe because most of my family live in England. So I'm able to compare what's going on overseas to here. And I can tell you, it's not nice. Everybody on a socialist agenda, you're going to pay 40 to 50% on your taxes. So if you're making $500 a week, you're going to give up about 50% of that. So don't get caught up with everything being free because it's really not free. You're paying for it at a very high premium. No question about it. And, and yeah, uh, no, <laughs> Go ahead, Ward. No, I was going to say, you know, no, nothing's free. It's, you know, all the free government handouts are just other people's money. Absolutely. That's correct, but most of the young generation, they don't understand this. And this is what the Democratic Party, they're playing on. They're playing on these college students, you know, people that are 30 and under, because they they don't they see a broken America. But things are turning around because of Trump. We're getting jobs. People are going back to work. And, and that's what Americans need to understand. America is a capitalist country. It was built that way. We can't turn it into a social country because it was built on capitalism. So we just have to keep this going. People are getting jobs now. So why go ahead and change the direction when we're coming out of the recession? Well, and you know, if you look at, at the condition 
uh, of these people, of, of the millennials or the young people, uh, even even in the worst days of the Obama administration, they still were better off than everybody else in the world. I mean, I, I think I, I, I saw a thing, Tisha, that, that said that the 1%, if you go uh, globally, the 1% in the world is $30,000 a year and higher. I mean, there's not that many people in this country, even uh, on government assistance, that are making less than that. Go ahead. And that's the thing. Most people, it's only 5% of the American population actually hold a passport and and have left the country. So there's nothing for them to compare it to. They're just looking, oh, I'm going here, I'm going here. And it's interesting because my cousins, they're in their 30s. They're still not able to have children yet in, in Europe. Because for you to have one child, your child care might be two, three hundred dollars. There is no nothing, no incentive there. It's, it's you're paying forty, fifty percent in taxes. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. How many of us can afford fifty percent of our paycheck to go to government? And this is what young people don't understand. We do have it good in America. We have it better than all the other countries. Why do you think so many people want to come here? It's great here. Why would you want to change it to being Europe? Makes no sense to me. Well, that, that's the same problem you have with the single-payer system, is when they come in to, to doing that, that money's still got to come from somewhere. And so not only do you, do you create massive backlogs in the hospitals, but you also create just huge... Uh, money pits that you did. I mean, it, it's totally unsustainable. And and that's why places that have adopted socialism like Venezuela, just their economies totally collapse. And it go, boils down again to us, what our parents teach us. And this is what voters need to understand. We can't listen to the soundbike of the politicians because especially with Bernie Sanders and Warren and Biden, they're only saying free, free, free. They're not explaining anything else. And people, of course, if you tell me free, I'm going to vote for you because it's free. But your common sense tell you from your little child, your parents probably told you nothing is free. And so, therefore, why would you listen to somebody in government who just wants to get elected telling you they're going to give you free stuff? You always want to know, how are we going to pay for it? Because we all know nothing is free. What are they going to do? Make up money? So, you know, it's, you can't go with sound bites. We got to go with common sense, and that's what I want the younger generation to understand. It's you know, expensive. It's expensive to get everything for free. You're you're absolutely right, and you said a mouthful. Uh, and I think this is uh, the primary reason why we have this movement. Other than, well, no, it it is the primary reason because what we've done in the United States, uh, by and large, uh, is a lot of people have abdicated their responsibility to educate their children to the government. Uh, In other words, the only instruction that a lot of these kids get uh, is from their school. You know, they're either there and and not just school, but the media. And when I say the media, I'm not just talking about the news media. I'm talking about every movie, every most books, magazines, newspapers, uh, they're all telling you the story about the ugly American and 
white privilege and uh, masculine toxicity and the world is going to end in 10 years. And, you know, these kids are sitting there and they're pretty whoa, much whoa, whoa, brainwashed. Whoa, touch, touch. It's 12 years. Oh, is it 12? Okay. That, that's this year. So I, I messed don't, it up. Don't knock <laughs> off the two extra years. So, so my, big, my big thing, Tisha, is that uh, parents must get back into the role as the primary educator of American children for the dream to continue. Uh, do you agree that with that? That is true, I mean, and it, 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 it's, that's how it is. But here's the problem in America, because I'm blessed. I've lived in Jamaica. I go to Europe a lot. I'm in, in America a lot. I see what's going on. We are so consumed in America by getting more. That's yeah. the problem. When you have car payments of $700 a month, you got to push your child in front of a television. you got to push that off to, your, to the, the teachers. And the teachers are not, it's not their responsibility. But we're in this rat race. That's the problem in America. Somehow we have to be keeping up. Then you got this Me Too movement where women are going after their careers too because they too want a piece of the pie. So who's keeping our kids? Nobody. I so agree. they're being raised by Fortnite video games and they have to go to their teacher for stuff. And it's, it's, it's wrong. We just, just cut back, cut back. We are, in my family, my kids, we shop at Walmart and Target because I have to put college fun away for my kids. Okay? That's what we, ha we, we do. And I'm an attorney. I am not embarrassed to say I'm at Walmart and Target because we can't afford the expensive stuff. We got to put money aside for our kids and we want to spend more time with the kids. Absolutely right. Uh, no question. Make sure you... Uh take a long time when you when you guys are deciding what college to go to because <laughs> that's a trap too uh, but uh, with that being said tell us a little bit about yourself how did you get to where you are and what motivated you to write this book and maybe talk a little bit more about the book well just so you guys know first of all I'm a, I, I just found out I'm a social media influencer but my combined social Instagram Twitter and Facebook, I've got 30,000 followers, nice. and it started within 30 days ago when I decided to put this book up on the Internet. I have been a volunteer with the Republican Party, unpaid, since 2006. I've worked on national campaigns, including Mitt Romney run for president against Obama. And so I'm very familiar with this political field. And now... I have six-year-old kids living in America, and this is what I'm saying to myself. What can I do as a mom for my kids and my grandkids to have a better life? And the only thing I could think about is i got to educate people so they, too, have that dream. Because, you know, we're in a rat race. You know, we go to work. We drop our kids off. we got to make sure there's lunch. we got to make sure we're doing a play date. And we forget to think about the future, their future. And government has the power to destroy our kids and our grandkids and the next generation to come. And it's not right for us to make a big deficit because our kids, your kids, my kids, everybody's kids, and our grandkids, we're leaving that for them. What type of people are we to do that? You know? No, you got to start thinking about these stuff, right? I agree. And I got to tell you, when you were first got on the show, uh, you said a couple things, and I gotta. It made me really proud because I told my kids, and I'm, my kids are grown, 
All right, my son's uh, 29 and my daughter's uh, 25. Uh, my stepson is a senior in high school getting ready to go to college. And I told them all, you know, there's three rules, guys, three rules. The first rule is life isn't fair. It's not fair. The second rule is nothing in life is free. And the third rule is, now, I got to tell you, I'm an Army veteran. I spent uh, decades in the Army. And uh, don't pee in your mess kit. In other words, don't, 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 don't be a criminal right on your block. You know, don't don't mess up your own environment, basically. Uh, and, and they've all seemed to uh, go by that, but you have to check them. You have to check on learning and ask them, you know, what are you learning in school today? You know, and, well, and I mean, you'd be amazed. Well, it's a shame, Hutch, because they just had a story about a, a, a teacher who was teaching uh, elementary school kids that Trump is bad and Trump's a... What the, what was I can't remember exactly what it was now, but but it was all very disparaging towards the president. And I thought, and it was on know, a test. Yeah, it was on a test. And whether or not you like the president is, is irrelevant. the The fact that you're showing any kind of disrespect to, to children about the president is is beyond the pale. It, it really is. Uh, and, and Tisha, back to your book. This is not something uh, that is new to you. Uh, during my uh, research for the program, uh, I saw a, a video of you uh, on Fox News with Megyn Kelly uh, during the yes, 2012 yes. during the 2012 election. It was mm-hmm. right after it was right after the Republican debate, and the you know uh, personally, I got to tell you, Mitt Romney was not my guy. Uh, I ended up supporting him at the end. Uh, now I wonder if I should have done that, but I did. Uh, but at the time. Uh, you were saying the same thing, man. We this is we can't handle four more years of Obama. We ended up handling it, but look at where we are now. No, a lot of people got wiped out. Some people are never going to come back to the wealth they created, so they're just accepting the reality. Because this is what I do. I'm an attorney, and people are still filing bankruptcy from the Obama years. So really? it's not that they're not handling it; they're just getting poorer, and they're just accepting their reality. So, yes, President Obama probably wiped out millions of Americans from the housing crisis. And this is what we're trying to warn people. We need to get it reversed, but they didn't listen. They didn't listen. Now, thank God, President Trump is creating the job. But what we want to do, reverse the four years of jobs again? That's what I don't understand. How how can you vote against it? That's what I don't understand. I understand what's going on. I've been following politics long enough. But as far as the electorate goes... The people that you see in Walmart and Target, uh, how can you be again? Tell me that you are not in Walmart and Target more now than you were five years ago. You know what I mean? It, it's something I, I don't see how uh, so many people can vote against themselves. But then, like you highlighted, uh, it's a lot of young people that haven't even really hit the real world economy yet. Oh, you mean the squad? Oh, sorry. Yeah, the, the, with the young people, it is that, you know, a lot of them saw their parents in the recession. They, they, so most of them were home while this happened. Now they're finally getting their foot out the door. And, you know, the reality is things are expensive. So when you're young, you're a little naive. Of course, if a politician runs around and says they're going to give you free stuff, of course you're going to go for it. I mean, and, and that's what, 
What's sad about politicians? They're lawyers, and they're very tricky. That's the sad part about this country. A lot of politicians are really great trial lawyers. They're great storytellers, and they're not being honest to the American people. I mean, I cringe when Elizabeth Warren comes on television. I cringe because I just think to myself, I can't believe she's telling these people how much free stuff she's going to give to them. <laughs> and she knows she's trying to turn this country into a socialist country. It's not right. Well, it's not I mean, fair. If, if, if you look at it from the beginning, she, she's the one who wants to forgive all this college debt. But yet she took what was it? She was getting half a million dollars to teach at Harvard because she was an Indian. Uh, I have, you know, I have serious issues with her wanting to give away my money to pay people like her who lied to get their job in the first place. And that's the thing. Um, I think that's going to come back to bite Elizabeth Warren because right now, remember the college scandal, people are going to jail. She got away with it, mm -hmm. you know, because she was able to, put down that she's 1% Native American and she got in. Now we're seeing that people don't like that. They don't like when you cheat the system. So I think Elizabeth Warren is going to have a lot to explain. How did you get in Harvard saying you're a 1% Native? Did you skate the law, you know? And why is it the other people got punished for trying to do the same thing? So I think, I think voters are upset with cheaters. And politicians have to stop cheating and trying to get away with it. I agree. You need to be an example for us. Absolutely. I, I mean, and, and you know, uh, a hat tip uh, to all the different groups that these people try to exploit uh, by saying, you know, well, I'm a 1% American Indian or whatever. And But you see these groups coming out and saying, no, 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 wait. We did it the right way. You know, you're, 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 you're gaming this. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. System, and we see this the same way with illegal immigration. And it's just. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, I hope she's a nominee. I really do, and I'll tell you why. Because the Democrats are going to abandon her. You've already heard it uh, from Wall Street and from uh, 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 out in uh, the West Coast. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the uh, I can't remember the name of them. The people that do computers and uh, the cyber people. You know, they're they're all saying no, Silicon no. Valley. Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh, Silicon you know, they're all, they're all saying if she's the nominee, we're voting for Trump. Now, really, they should vote for Trump anyway, because anybody with a legitimate business is going to do better uh, under a Trump administration than a uh, – you can take any one of their names and insert it, and it'll be bad for them. Uh, so, and I think a lot of executives know that 
why they have to vote against Warren. They know they're going to, everybody's going to be paying 40, 50%. Right. <laughs> so how, how are you going to get incentive for people to go to work? Why would someone who makes $500 a week come to work for 250 a week? It, they're not. So I think this is what a lot of corporate people, they're beginning to see that she has a socialist agenda similar to Sanders, and she's going to implement it. And she's going to destroy everything we've ever created. Just like, I mean, Obamacare, my insurance is no longer good because of Obamacare. Wow. I mean, that's what they did to me. Right. I mean, I can never get a good insurance anymore. I had the best insurance before Obamacare come in. Now, you, you, you're like, this is not even a good insurance anymore. Well, hopefully... And uh, government that re- don't care. They don't care. No, a lot of them don't because they have their own uh, magical plans. Uh, just like they used to have the house bank and the barber shop and everything else. Uh, but Tisha, tell us uh, what's in your future, man. What, what's going on? Where are you going to go? You've you've written this book. It's successful, uh, and we're going to give you a chance to plug it one more time. Uh, but what what's next? Well, you know, most <laughs> I, I probably I, I can I can I can I can probably tell you what's next. Seventh grade, seventh me. grade, uh, little league baseball. <laughs> with your kids, you know, I mean, you got a lot of things going on. Uh, but as far as politically, what's going on, or, or you know, professionally? Well, politically, I want to still be a conservative voice. Of course, people are telling me to run for office because, of course, I'm a lawyer. I'm in Florida. There's See, that's what that's what I'm trying to get at. See, I'm trying to I'm trying to get that out of you. You know, and you're <laughs> right. I might have to do that because, unfortunately. I think there's a lot of kids in D.C. They're playing games with people's money. And your kids, my grandkids, are we really going to leave our grandkids to clean this up? I, I mean, this is what people don't get. There is no, nothing for free. We're punishing our own children. What type of people are we? You know, that's what I want to say. How can you feel good about yourself growing the deficit? You know, like... It affects everybody. It affects everybody's children. It's not like you could pick and choose. We leave this earth. We leave our kids and our grandkids behind. You think that's fair for us to know that they may be paying 60% in taxes because we were too greedy or we couldn't balance a budget? It's ridiculous. We all have to work. We all have to get up and do our share. But what are they teaching our kids? They're teaching them that... uh their parents and grandparents have destroyed the planet. Uh, and we have to fix that with the Green New Deal. Uh, unbelievable. Trump must win. Discover the dark days Americans will face if Trump isn't reelected in 2020. Available at Amazon.com, ladies and gentlemen. Get over there uh, and let's purchase Tisha's book. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? And any final comments? Tisha Powell. Yes, go on my Twitter feed, at Tisha underscore Powell. Just start following me. I'm like throwing out, I do very small tweets. I love to write. I can't stop writing. Or go Facebook, Tisha Powell. All right, Tisha, thank you very much for coming on the program. Uh, We wish you luck with the book and, and hope you can come back and talk with us again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, good night. Take it easy. Tisha Powell, ladies and gentlemen, author of uh, Trump Must Win. Uh-oh, where'd it go? Trump Must Win, Discover the Dark Days Americans Will Face If Trump Isn't Reelected 
in 2020. Looking for an alternative place to find news and opinion? How about conversing with fellow patriots? Join us Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific for Cold War Radio. You will find it at www.spreaker.com or in the Spreaker app. Search for Cold War Radio and you will find it. Since I've been listening, I have met some terrific patriots and learn quite a lot about current events that the mainstream media will never tell you. Please come and join us. Be inspired. You will feel right at home in our Spreaker chat room. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, good interview. Let's get back to some of the news. Uh, Brennan, man, he's losing it fast, buddy. I'll, I'll tell you what, Ward. This guy's Dude, losing I, his mind. I, I think he smell he knows what's coming, man. Because he has he's got an interview with uh um not Rosenstein. Who's he got a, uh the attorney. Uh yeah. Yeah that guy. That guy. I, I can't remember his name. <laughs> it yeah, starts with a B. <laughs> yeah, but he's gotta he's gotta see him. And yeah. I think he realizes that he's being interviewed because they know what the hell time it is. Oh, I and, think so too. And he, he knows his days are numbered. So he's trying to throw any kind of shade he can anywhere he can. Oh, uh, he is. Did you see him? He, he actually made a casting call to deep state intelligence community enemies of the state and said, hey, now that we change these rules uh, and you don't have to you know, have firsthand knowledge, get in there. And, and if you've seen anything, just go in there and – and whistleblow, and the whole whistleblower uh, title is is a farce, and it's just to yeah. you know get additional protections. Uh, a bunch of a bunch of garbage. Let's listen to Brennan. Americans then are confused. Many Americans are going to send me emails going, how could you put a traitor like John Brennan on television? Yeah. Well, you, you know, know what I mean? I worked 33 years in national security. And Never in a field. My record. And there's a lot of false information out there that now people take as gospel. One of the things I, I used to do when I had to travel overseas professionally is, is read those CIA, the public fact sheets and CIA descriptions of the politics of, and, the, and the, what's happening in that country. How would the CIA assess the stability of the American government right now? Oh, if well, it were, if it were if assessing America as if it was another country? Uh, we would look at it as a very corrupt government that is uh, under the sway right now of this powerful individual who has been able to just corrupt the institutions and the laws of that country. What would you say about the stability of the democracy? I, th- I think it's no longer, you know, a democracy if an autocrat is, has it in his hands. And people like Johnson and others are putty in his hands, which means that the democratic principles upon which this country are founded are, are eroding right now. So the CIA would not assess America as a stable democracy? I think it's, well, given the polarization of the country as well, there's, ver- there's just tremendous uh, political instability here, and which is consuming the government now, and it's not able to take care of the issues that it needs to address, whether it be on the domestic front or the national security f- or the foreign policy front. So, yes, I think there's a real question about the stability. Um, the pre- these fools are working together, Ward. There's no question. I mean, this, oh, yeah. this is, these guys probably had a practice session before the show. 
like, yeah, it's it's like testifying in front of Adam Schiff. Uh, he, he knows exactly what you're going to say, even though he's never talked to you before. And there's absolutely no way that, you know, he could have ever have spoken with you because he doesn't even know who you are, except that he met with you before the <laughs> thing was released. Right. No, and, and there's even some people that are saying that he wrote it, that Schiff had yeah. some, a hand in, in, in writing it. So His staff it at least. Enough, yeah. yeah. So that it would lean that, you know, oh, we really got to impeach Trump and get him out of office. Except, I, I don't think that they expected Trump to release the transcript. No, I no, that that was brilliant. I mean, yeah, that was one of the most brilliant maneuvers. Uh, these people, they think that that Trump is some kind of a bumpkin, man. This guy impresses me every single day. And when we get to uh, Syria, which is coming soon, uh, when we get to Syria, there are some. Uh, areas that have uh, uh, I had to check myself uh, but I checked myself and it all worked out uh, but this guy is smooth man he is he's smarter than these rhinos he's smarter than these neocons he really is uh, and I'm proud as hell of him I, I really am uh, I, I'm not a I, I'm not a a worshiper or anything like that but I am proud of him uh, for his uh, acumen, I, I want to play a clip, a short clip uh, of a Democrat representative. Her name is Alyssa Slotkin. You never heard of her, uh, but she held a town hall uh, in her Democrat district uh, about the impeachment. And oh, my God, I want you to hear this. It's very short, but I want you to listen to the reaction of the crowd. The issue that got to me was this idea that the president, um, the most powerful man in the world, reached out to a foreigner, a foreign leader, and asked him to dig up dirt on an American, on a Whoa, not true, boo. This is happening yeah. from coast to coast, Ward. Yeah, because people are reading the transcript and going, there's nowhere in there that he says, hey, look into Biden. You know, in fact, it was the president of Ukraine that brought up Biden. Right. And the and, thing that he's really the one who brought up Rudy. Yeah. And came to, uh, you know, the thing that disturbs me, I guess, the most um, is our honesty, because I know that if the president did something untowards let's just use a real nice word, uh, toward justice, that I would be mad. I would be mad. Why are you jeopardizing all the good things you could do? But I would still stand up against him. And I don't understand how exposing a traitor, this is a traitor, ladies and gentlemen. Joe Biden is a traitor. Well, Joe Biden should be tied to a pole and executed. Well, That's see, what. Go ahead. No, I, I was just wondering because uh, just yesterday, Trump was doing his his you know massive blast tweeting or whatever, and he said that uh, Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff should be tried on treason. They should. This whole thing. This whole thing has reached the levels of that. 
these are these are offenses against our country and it's 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 sad it is sad as hell that so many Americans are willing to allow this kind of behavior just because it's their team I mean that shows and I gotta say and Sean I'll get to you in a minute I gotta say the cultural Marxism onslaught that started in our country in the 50s and 60s has brought us here. We are at the position where our morality clock is broken. Half of our country is willing to accept this criminal behavior, and that's disgusting, and we have to fix that. Well, I I think that the whole thing actually, in my opinion, actually started when the Department of Education was formed. 1973. Yeah, under under Jimmy Carter, because that's when they started dictating what the the curriculum was going to be across the board. So it wasn't up to the municipalities to what they're going to teach in the you know read and write and arithmetic thing. You got you know Washington number one running it like an extortion scheme where we're sending a whole you know all of our money there and they they take their cut. And then they dole it back to the to the states, where the states used to just get that money outright. But you know that being said, couple that, couple, that couple that with the yeah. teachers' unions being communist and red for ed, which we have talked about numerous times on this program, uh, and you've got an anti-American cabal lined up teaching our kids, and then yeah. you, you couple and, that with what Tisha said, kids, and that's why they have to have safe zones because. Their candidate didn't win. I mean, this all comes back to 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 seventy three is when they started all the all this same garbage, you know. And, and what else happened uh, shortly thereafter? Actually, a couple decades after, but uh, when we started uh, giving trophies out for participation, and we stopped uh, keeping score at athletic events, uh, the effect of that was that we never taught these young undeveloped children how to lose. And so when they do lose, they don't know how to process it. Yeah. They don't know how to process it. You know, let's go to California. Sean, good evening. What's on your mind? Hey, Hutch, how are you guys doing? Um, I got an update for you on the gas price here in California. What is Um, the gas price here in California? It's probably probably, probably lower than mine. Uh, it went up to four dollars. Jesus, fifty something cents. I got a thirty-six gallon fuel tank. I got a thirty-six gallon fuel tank, man. That's rough. Yeah, it's it's not great. <laughs> it's going to suck worse. <laughs> man, that's. Um, and but yet you still see you still see twelve lanes on the four hundred five, uh, just full of cars. Yep, parked. Yeah, pretty much parked, unless there's a high-speed chase. uh, There's also another update here for you all. Um, California has banned political deep fakes during election season. I'm like, what? What is that? Say that again. Uh, California has banned political deep fakes during election season. Political? uh, Exactly is a deep fake. Uh, oh, I don't yeah, know. Thank, Apparently, thank it's some sort of uh, 
thing that they're saying uh, influences elections, some sort of software where it alters someone's face and you oh. put it on someone else. I'm like, what kind of stupid law? Well, no, this, 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 this technology, uh, what, what you're talking about, uh, and let me give my uh, amateur analysis of it because I'm not a professional. Now, Ward is. Ward does a lot of graphics work, but uh, this is something where they have developed software. I don't know if it's with the uh, use of artificial intelligence or not, but uh, it's basically technology that has enabled people to, to use a layman's term to Photoshop something to where it's almost or is authentic in quality. Uh, and that is some scary stuff, man. It really is. Because that means that they could produce a video of you doing something you didn't do. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's scary. Especially when well, you look at the when you look at the Silicon Valley. Uh, thanks for that bailout, by the way, Ward. Uh, no problem. And you realize that they're mostly leftists. And leftists are yeah. communists. Whether they think they are or not, that's what they are. And they're on the Democrat side. Think about that. Think about that. It's pretty scary. What else is going on, Sean? Uh, well, other than that, it's just uh, regular, everyday, you know, communist <laughs> crap here every single day. With Gavin Newsom in charge, and everybody's like, "Ooh, this is this is buyers are more central right here." Because what's it? Why do I keep seeing these stories uh, that say that Californians uh, have this plan uh, to recall Gavin Newsom? Is that just clickbait, or is there really a groundswell in California to do that? I don't think there is, but I want to ask you because I'm not there. Well. It's it's a 50-50 kind of deal right now because there is a, a movement right now, but it's mostly online. No one's actually out there on the ground saying, hey, could you sign this, please? Could you sign this to recall Gavin Newsom? He's a horrible, horrible communist. we got to get rid of him. I don't, I don't really see that yet. I think it's getting to that point where it might start happening. Um, are they, are they all like online petitions type things? Yeah, it's an online petition type thing right yeah. now. Right. But I don't see it on the ground when I go to the store to Now I did see I did there. see a breakdown of California voters and or maybe it was California citizens, I'm not sure which. Uh but that showed that you know California does not have a majority of Democrats. No. Of leftists. They have the biggest minority. But there's no majority there. I think it was at thirty percent what I saw, something like that. So you have to you have to look at the peripherals, and you have to look at well, is it the illegals? Is there that much voter fraud? Uh, oh, there is. I don't know. It, it's uh, the, the voter no. fraud is out of control here. That's the problem. Um, yeah, we have ballot harvesting. We have so many illegals here who are under assumed names, and now. They get issued in California's driver's license, which is all you need Motor to vote. Voter. They yeah. don't care if you got a little political card that says, hey, uh, I'm with this party. Uh, I have to go and vote for this. But right. when it comes to the primaries, 
they say, oh, okay, because I've seen some people try to kind of control that now a little bit, but not much uh, when it comes to polling stations. Uh, they say, hey, uh, can you show us your uh, party ID of where you're supposed to vote? And I show them, and it's like, oh, okay, well, you need to go vote for that person for this primary. That's it. <laughs> when it's nice. coming to the general election, you can vote for whoever you want. I'm like, uh, right. oh, okay. All right, well, we'll keep our eyes on it, Sean. Thanks for calling, man. Thank you. Peace out, guys. All right. Take it easy, man. Sean from California. All right, this you know one, what? good. Before we do that, I, I wanted to know if you'd seen this thing where AOC was having a, a, <laughs> a town hall meeting. Did you see this? Yes. And this woman suggested that they start eating babies. Yeah, we covered that on, on Friday. On Friday okay. we covered that. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was certainly bizarre. It was completely bizarre, but the the thing that got me was the fact that she didn't say anything. She, I think she, she was stunned. Go, whoa, 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 there's something wrong with you, man. She, <laughs> you she's know? not. She's not the smartest woman in Congress, man. I mean, she, I, I think it it just kind of stunned her. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. fu- funny in a way, and you know, it was a Lyndon Larouche cult follower. It wasn't that wasn't serious, but it was still funny. I mean, it yeah, wasn't but, funny. It was actually tragic listening the fact to that it. She didn't defend it and say, whoa, 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 that's just totally, you know, wrong. She was like, well, you know, maybe that has some merit. Oh, boy. You know, it's like, I, what is wrong with you, man? Now, you're not going to believe this one. You're not going to. I'm, I'm going to play a clip from MSNBC. And I think that this woman was involved somehow by her comments. Uh, she was involved somehow in the Watergate uh, situation, but I, I want you to listen to the person that MSNBC brought on uh, to predict or illustrate what's going to happen uh, with this impeachment inquiry. Artificial deadlines won't work. Well, let me go around and just get everyone's take on that. I'm going to start with you, Jill Winebakes, because here's the challenge. If, uh, if for instance, Donald Trump, I mean, he, you know, it's hard to imagine 20 Republicans uh, having enough courage to vote to convict, to be honest, even if they were given, you know, multiple different counts where they could vote yes and some and no and others. It's very hard to imagine it. Um, but let's say that happened. If Mike Pence were to become the head of state, Mike Pence is as deeply involved as Donald Trump is. So you really don't change anything if Mike Pence is in place and if all of the other people that were involved, all of the conspirators remain in place and you still particularly have William Barr, who is somebody who is completely now uh, out of the the, the realm of being the the, the public's lawyer and just acting as um, we just heard Elizabeth Holtzman say to deep six investigations against Trump and to raise investigations against his enemies. How does anything change if Donald Trump is no longer at the top of this uh, sort of, you know, web of corruption, but Pence is then at the top of it? Well, I think a couple of things happen. One, the American voters will actually see, and I remain sort of a Pollyanna, that I believe facts ultimately matter, and that, in fact, even 20 Republicans might come to their senses and say, the country is at risk if I don't vote this way, and the facts are clear. And I think in this case, we have very clear facts. There is, and Liz and I talked about this before the show, you could impeach Pence first. The problem is that <laughs> Donald Trump then has to name his replacement. But I think that maybe a deal could be struck where he was told, if you don't 
make a replacement than Nancy Pelosi does become president. And so you are going to be impeached and convicted. You need to make this replacement so that the proper <laughs> party contains, uh, remains in power. Um, I also just want to add, I'm hearing all these Watergate phrases of deep six and throwing under the bus. And there's also another one of circling the wagons, which is mm. relevant here, yeah. where the White House circled the wagons and said, we're going to feed them. We have to give up somebody in order to, if we give them the hors d'oeuvre, maybe they won't go for the main course. And that's what's happening here. And there was also a rush into the prosecution offices. It was who's going to get the best deal by being the first in. And you had John Dean and Jeb Magruder running to our offices saying, I'll cooperate, I'll cooperate. And I think that's going to start happening. And that once we get to that level of cooperation, the dominoes are going to fall. And it's going to happen fast. Did you, yeah. hear, did you hear the rest of the panel starting to cough and, and, and scream? And yeah. Like, what's this lady talking about? She's out of her mind. I, the <laughs> fact that they're, that, that they're going to impeach Trump, all right, that they have no evidence for of any crime whatsoever. They can't even mention a crime. Have, There's not even a no, crime. No, and, and that was the best part of it, but they're going to throw Pence out of office also <laughs> because he was complicit with nothing he was on a uh, phone call or what i didn't hear him say a word no i mean even if he was on the call i mean they, they released the transcript there was nothing on the call the calls that's, that, that's the funniest it, part about the second whistleblower what is he going to tell us more about the transcript we already have exactly you have a transcript that is word for word what was said and then you have something that this guy heard who i've, I've been calling i got a name for him it's oreo speedwagon because <laughs> he's heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard <laughs> nice. it from another that Trump was messing around. Yeah, he was. So so that's, you know, Oreo Speedwagon's not going to be able to help him and bail him out this time. Uh, I really want to see uh, – McCarthy's pushing for ships to be censored, and I would love to see that happen. I, I'd really love to see him, you know, hauled off in cuffs. Yeah, he but, ought to be goose-walked. You're right. But – you know, I, nothing would please me more than seeing Schiff doing the perp walk. But right. well, no, maybe Pelosi or Hillary uh, or Biden oh, so or many Obama. Of Eric I mean, Holder, I could go on and on. Clapper, I mean, the, the, Brennan, yeah, the, Strzok. The list of criminals is just it is. Now, let, let me let me preface this next one because this is a big one. Tom Bassini, I want to thank you for helping me organize this meeting here today. And also the other heads of the five families from New York, New Jersey. Carmine Cuneo from the Bronx and uh, from Brooklyn. <laughs> Philip Tatar <coughs> from Staten Island. We have with us. Uh, Victor Strachey and all the other associates who came as far as So there's the setup. Now there's a little Joe Valachi, Sammy the Bull, maybe even Phil Leonetti going on 
in Washington right now. And, and I, I told you from the beginning that sooner or later, the way the federal government works, they'll let you out, but you got to give somebody else up. I want you to listen to Clapper. What's his first name? Jim Clapper? Is his name James Clapper? Former director of national intelligence. He's the guy that sat in front of Congress and told you that the Muslim Brotherhood was mostly secular and that they eschewed violence. He said that in front of Congress. The same time he was telling you that the NSA wasn't spying on Americans. Let's listen to James Clapper throw Barry Satoro under the gulag. As you know, uh, the, the president now has uh, sitting members of this government. The, you have the attorney general traveling the world now, meeting with U.S. intelligence partners, uh, trying to find out, in his view, whether they participated in some sort of Obama administration-led effort to undermine uh, President Trump in the last election here. Uh, you also know that John Durham, uh, who Durham. is a former uh, prosecutor, senior Justice Department official, he's pursuing his own investigation on the origins of that probe. Are you concerned uh, that, that Barr's or Durham's investigation will, will find wrongdoing and seek to, seek to punish uh, former intelligence officials? Like you? Well... I don't. I don't know. I. I, uh, I don't. I don't think there was any wrongdoing. I think all, at the time, all of us were trying to uh, navigate a very, very difficult, uh, politically fraught, highly charged situation. Uh, I know, for my part, my main concern was with the Russians and the threat posed by the Russians uh, to our our very political fabric. And uh, the message I'm getting from all this is. Apparently, what we were supposed to have done was to ignore the Russian interference, ignore the Russian meddling and the threat that it poses to us, and oh, by the way, uh, blown off what the then Commander-in-Chief, President Obama, told us to do, which was to assemble all the reporting that we could, that we had available to us, and put it in one report that the President could pass on to the Congress and to the next administration, ignore the Russian meddling and the threat that it poses to us. And oh, by the way, uh, blown off what the then Commander-in-Chief, President Obama, told us to do, which was to assemble all the reporting that we could, that we had available to us, and and oh, by the way, uh, blown off what the then Commander-in-Chief, President Obama, told us to do. Yeah. which was to assemble all the reporting that we could, that we had available to us, and put it in one report that the president could pass on to the Congress and to the next administration, and while we're at it, uh, declassify as much as we possibly could to make it public. And, that, yeah. and that's what we did. What, and what, what? Boy, you talk about, uh, my man started thinking about his grandkids, man. He started, he started, that's a rat right there, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, I know what I'm talking about. That's a rat. That cat's rolling over like no. That's a rat right there. And they're going to not, you're not going to see him on any other network again. You're never going to see that guy again. I would be surprised if he, if he gets out of this alive. His press credentials just got pulled because that's right. He, 
he was basically saying, hey, you know, all the stuff I did, Obama told me to. He is getting ready to commit suicide with three in the back of the head right there. That guy, that's a that's a dead man walking if he doesn't get witness protection right now. He's he's gonna get Jeffrey Epstein. Yep, there's no question. Ken, King George, what'd you think, man? That was a pretty uh, big bombshell right there. So, so this is the same Russia that, even though I I I despise the guy, when Romney said that you know they're our biggest adversary right now. And Obama jokingly said, you know, the 80s called and they want their foreign policy back. Is it that, is it that same Russia? Oh, wait, no, that's because they're Russia now and no longer the United Socialist, whatever the hell, USSR. The United Soviet United Socialist Republic. Republic. So, yes. <laughs> Thank you. You're um, welcome. There's that, there's that word again, socialist. <laughs> right, and, and and why can't people think, you know, for themselves and go, hey, wait, uh, their country sucks, and you know why their country sucks? Because we beat them financially with capitalism, <laughs> and and well, good, I mean, you know, foreign policy, and we didn't have to fire well, a shot. Right, and, and just uh, just just to uh, intervene. Good evening, Hutch. It's a pleasure to be with you, and. Uh, you call it Cold War Radio, I think the president would say you need to, you know, the 80s is looking for a strategy bat. Go, go ahead, Ward. I had to throw that in there. The ego, you know. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's just insane. I mean, some of these, these young, you know, college-educated kids that I work with, it's just... Okay, so somebody sent me a funny meme. It was, it was a, a, a tomahawk... And a sickle, and it said, "You know, Warren, uh, it was Warren Sanders, 2020." <laughs> and I had explained what this, you know, hammer sickle thing was. Whoa! To a 30-year-old. Uh, just, just uh, attention, attention, Marlene. You called the wrong number. You called the, the Skype number. I haven't heard that in a long time, man. Wow. Uh, go ahead. But yeah, it's it's, it's just crazy that they they don't teach you know this you know, what happened during the Cold War anything in history class anymore. No, because really they they almost look at the at the Cold War like it it, it didn't happen. It, they want us to all be kumbaya, you know, big huggy moments and, until they need it, right? Because Obama, I mean, we had the hot mic where he's, you know, tell Vladimir that uh, I'll have more flexibility after the election and blah, blah, blah. And nobody ever called him on that. And, you know, it's kind of funny that right after that was when he said, you know, that was the, the debates with Romney when he said, you know, Russia has nothing against us. Russia, you know, Russia's, you know, this isn't the, the 20s and, you know, the 80s anymore. And it's like, well, wait a second. Why is he all in, you know, buddy, buddy with, with Vlad now? And then here comes the Ukraine thing. So, I mean, I, I think that there's going to be a lot more to that than anybody expects. Well, I think I brought her up the last time I called in. It might have been Wednesday. You know, if you look at now, you got Biden's son, 
You've got what Carrie's stepson, and now Pelosi's kid. They all got ties to oil and gas companies in Ukraine. Now, where are yeah. all these envir- environmental nutbags that yeah. show up? You know, they all want to end. They want to. They want to end fossil fuel when their kids are all living off it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, let's bring uh, let's let's bring let's bring Ralph into the conversation. Uh, Ralph from Missouri. Hello. Yeah, both I forget about Whitey Bulger in there. I, maybe I missed it, but he he's in that too. That's right. His, his nephew. Yeah, his the, nephew. I'm sorry. Yeah, I want to jump back for a second to this thing with Barr being overseas doing the investigation after everybody found out. A Giuliani had already been there before. Joe Biden declared his presidency and all that. Number two, that uh, Trump mentioned on the phone call with the Ukraine president, the new one, he mentioned two words, cloud strike. He did. Now, if you research who cloud strike is, it takes you back to uh, Hillary Clinton's and the DNC campaign, along with Fusion GPS and all this, everything that we've been talking about so far uh, in the jump since this re-election thing started has been all related to one thing. It all comes back to the same crowd of people. And let's just, uh, let me make it clear, uh, Ralph, to the audience uh, how important this is. Uh, CrowdStrike was who Debbie Wasserman Schultz decided was going to handle uh, the intrusion or whatever into the DNC servers, discarded discarded the FBI. The the FBI showed up at the door, and uh, now Manafort couldn't do this because they drug Manafort out, the FBI, and they drug Roger Stone and his wife out of their houses in their pajamas but Debbie was, was a man, Schultz, told the FBI no, and they just left. You know, they didn't drag them out of their houses, and they hired CrowdStrike, a Ukrainian oligarchs company, a guy that hates Vladimir Putin, and he is the only person, and CrowdStrike is the only entity that took us to Russia. Nobody else, because it wasn't Russia; it was Ukraine. Yeah, well, let me throw a couple I, of items along with the bounce off of that. A, the way they got to Paul Manafort was because Manafort had worked for the Ukrainian government. He got about forty million dollars in payment from them. That was their connection to Russia to squeeze him and the guy who was working for Manafort that was buying up large chunks of real estate in the United States so Manafort could transfer the funds to the U.S. without having to pay taxes on it. You're absolutely right. And if you listen to me, for those of you that found me via RSBN and the Wayne Dupree Show, you can listen to episodes of me on the Wayne Dupree Show at a very one week maximum after Paul Manafort joined the Trump campaign, and I told you it was a problem. I told you that from one week after they brought this guy on, and everybody loved him. Because if you remember at the time, 
the Republican Party was getting all their globalists in there, and they were going to trick truck. I'll, I'll use the word truck. They were going to trick truck the delegate situation. You remember that? And they yeah, brought they Matt brought he, he came in and he handled that. But I still said after I heard that name and I started researching it, the Ukrainian stuff was right there. I didn't need a, a top-secret clearance to find it. It was right there. Matt, if you have a Fusion GPS, the link there, Fusion GPS was working for either the Ukrainians or the, the, the Russians who were there. They, their counterintelligence operation was feeding them this garbage for steel to write this stupid manifesto or whatever the hell you want to call it that they tried to frame Trump on. No doubt. Oh, they, they called it a, a dossier because it makes it sound a little more important. Oh, and Fox News bought it up. They bought it up hook, line, and sinker. Well, I let's mean, not forget John McCain. <laughs> uh, let's not forget about John McCain. You're right when, about that. When that all went down, they fed information to John McCain. Hey, we got this dirt on Trump, this dossier thing, man. It's super hot. And what did John McCain do? He sent one of his emissaries over there to retrieve a copy of it. Little did John realize he was being played for an idiot. And he is a giant. To the whole story. Ralph and Ken, I'm going to do something I haven't done for a while, but I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to keep you guys on the line, uh, but I'm going to change subjects. So stand by. Uh, We'll bring you back on. We'll bring you back on in a minute. Uh, But I want to cover something tonight. That is uh, in the news, and it's really uh, polarizing, and it's making a lot of uh, neocons really flip out. And I'm talking about Adam Kinzinger, Pat Toomey, Lindsey Graham, uh, just about all of them, Mitt Romney. Uh, I want to talk about Syria, Uh, and I'm going to use a little bit of a crutch, uh, which is an entity— that I've used that word twice already tonight, that I that I trust a lot. And I'd love to get on, get these people on the show, and I'd love to, to work with them a little bit more over at the conservative treehouse at thelastrefuge.com, or uh, at thelastrefuge on Twitter, rather. President Trump announces Turkish unilateral invasion of northern Syria. Uh, and just to explain that, that's what's going to happen. And I think that this is the origin of the president making this decision. And this is the place, Ward, where I said that I had to check myself because uh, I have been on record several times uh, supporting the Kurds and supporting the YPG. I've had several Kurdish guests on the program uh, as I tried to support the Kurds. Things are about to yeah, get well, very – go ahead, sorry. Yeah, it's going to get crazy because, well, basically Trump's saying – I watched an interview with him. He said basically here's what the way it's going to work. We're pulling out of there. We don't need to be stuck in an all, all 150 soldiers. Yeah. Less, well, less I mean, than a battalion. Even if it's five. Right. I, I'm down with pulling our guys out of there. Me too. he said it. We're not cops. We're not cops. We're not there to patrol – you know, we're not there to peacekeep. You know, let you know, let them 
keep their own, you know, peace or whatever. And, and when this and, when this started, when this started, Ward, and John McCain was breathing fire and giving oh, yeah, away it, giving away toe two missiles like they were candy, you and I sat there steadfastly against any American involvement in the Syrian civil war. Am I right? You are absolutely right. We did it for weeks. Weeks we did that. Yeah, and that was when, you know, we had pictures of McCain actually negotiating with known terrorists. And we brought it up on the show and, you know, nothing ever got. And let's talk, let's talk Romney. Let's talk Romney. Uh, out of Utah, remember McMullen? Remember Evan McMullen, the guy that came out and tried to uh, beat Donald Trump in the Nevada primary? He was in Syria. We had pictures yeah. of that too. But let yes, me let me get into this. Things are about to get very interesting and very uncomfortable for NATO. President Trump has announced that Turkey is about to launch a listen to the wording a unilateral invasion into northern Syria. And if you listen to news accounts, uh, the air portion of that has already commenced. There's going to be a scramble amid many geopolitical interests. First, the announcement from the White House. President Donald J. Trump spoke with President Recep Tayyip Erdogan of Turkey by telephone. Turkey will soon be moving forward with its long-planned operation in northern Syria. You know, the mainstream media reporting on this is kindergarten. It's first grade stuff. It's sickening. The United but, States Armed no, Forces. No, and, and the problem is they're not, they're not reporting what's going on there. They're reporting on the fact that Trump pulled out. Exactly. And, my point. And, and, that's, and that's not the story. The story is actually what's going to happen in Syria. The fact that he pulled our troops out is a campaign promise that he made that he, that he said that he was I going fully to do. support. That I fully and, and, support. And absolutely, I, I I am one hundred percent behind the fact that we don't need to be America, um, be no, the world's police. Absolutely you know, not. We, and that's what we are right now. We're we're the world's nine one one. When anything goes sideways, we're the first ones called and, and become and the only ones. America. The only ones. Yeah. He made and this decision. We're the ones that, he made this decision after the Europeans refused to take back their own ISIS fighters, the people that came from their polluted countries in Western Europe to go fight with ISIS, they refuse to take them back. I think they should wallow in the sewer they created. The United States Armed Forces will not support or be involved in the operation and United States forces, having defeated the ISIS territorial caliphate, will no longer be in the immediate area. God bless you. The United States government has pressed France, Germany, and other European nations from which many captured ISIS fighters came to take them back, but they did not want them and refused. The United States will not hold them for what could be many years and great cost to the United States taxpayer. Turkey will now be responsible for all ISIS fighters in the area captured over the past two years in the wake of the defeat of the territorial caliphate by the United States. And now you have people like Adam Kinzinger and, and, and Lindsey Graham and Pat Toomey and the rest of these neocons uh, saying 
you know, that, uh, oh, this is horrible and it, it just can't stand. The United well, States. You know, do you know what what this really comes down to, Hutch? I'm pissed this off, in case you Trump. couldn't tell. Well, I, no, I, I got that. But, I mean, if you pay, if you think about it for a second, this is President Trump just dangling it over their heads. And he's going to get the Democrats to support shitty wars. That's right. That's, That's exactly what he's doing. What it is. That's exactly he, what he's doing. I mean, he will get them to come out and say, we really need to be in Syria fighting this war. Now, let's listen to Lindsey Graham's legacy and establish the foundation for the scramble. There was a 2014 authorization for use of military force, AUMF, voted and approved by Senate committee permitting military action in Syria against the backdrop of chemical weapon use and terrorism. It never went anywhere. Do you remember, Ward, when you and I were talking about this and Bashar al-Assad was kicking ass in this war? And then the United States media came out and said Assad was gassing his people. And we ran a report with Tulsi Gabbard, who the Democrats hate right now. And she basically told everybody, Assad didn't do this. This was, who was it back in those days? Uh, uh, Gaddafi? I'm trying to remember. I can't even remember the name of the groups. No, it was uh, oh. Al-Nusra, the Al-Nusra Front. Yeah, yeah, Al-Nusra or whatever. Yeah. So uh, there was a 2014, okay, we said all that. The Obama administration used the Bush-era AUMF directed at combating terrorism. With ISIS defeated by President Trump, that sketchy 2002 interventionist authorization ends. Also, remember, in October 2014, then-Vice President Biden accidentally told the truth when he told an audience that Recep Erdogan was specifically responsible for the rise in ISIS in Syria and that Turkey had actually armed al-Qaeda, al-Nusra, ISIS, and provided assistance. Turkey is a member. And, and let's not forget what Benghazi was about. Hillary Clinton and the CIA enabled weapons to be moved through Libya to Syria. Turkey has previously used its NATO membership as a shield to stop threats from Russia. Remember Turkey shooting down a Russian fighter jet? Turkish President Recep Erdogan is a manipulative bad actor. We always called him here on the show the imam uh, in a suit. Because that's all he is. A hostile dictator and a sympathetic to extremes within political Islam. Erdogan has openly showcased his friendship with the Muslim Brotherhood. Europe draws exclusive benefits from NATO defenses. Europe would not take back the ISIS fighters captured in Syria that were EU nationals. The ISIS prisoners we turn over to Turkey will be regarded less as prisoners and more likely considered heroes by Erdogan's government. Remember, Erdogan gave the Muslim Brotherhood's leadership safe harbor in Turkey after they were kicked out of Qatar. Unfortunately, 
it's likely Erdogan will attack the Kurdish forces in northern Syria. He's doing that tonight. The Kurds are U.S. allies, and this will be the point of contention for the neocons. And Ward, that's what they're doing. They're all coming out and saying that we're abandoning the Kurds that they abandoned for the last 30 freaking years. Well, well, Trump's already addressed that. Trump has already told Turkey that if the Kurds are touched in any way, he will ruin their economy. He's not threatening to, to bomb them and threaten to fight or any of that shit. He said, I will ruin your economy. Right. And all so, these neocons are coming out and they're saying that. They're all saying yeah. that, oh, the president is abandoning. Every single president in the history of this conflict has abandoned the Kurds, ladies and gentlemen. Every single one. George H.W. Bush was the worst. He's got the blood of so many of those Kurds on his hands that this is ridiculous. Uh, The Kurds are U.S. allies. Right. Turkey will invade northeastern Syria, but depending on current strength, Turkey runs the risk of a counterattack by the Syrian army and potentially Russia. With the European nation's NATO allies... I think we should get out of NATO. I do. Refusing to take their ISIS fighters back as prisoners, President Trump has made a deal with Erdogan to take them. In the announcement, President Trump has made it clear that any action by Turkey into Syria is unilateral. That means it's by themselves. There will be no assistance by the U.S. on any aspect, including if Turkey is counterattacked by Russia slash Syria or organized Kurdish forces. God bless you, President Trump. Essentially, Trump is leaving Erdogan naked to a myriad of his enemies if, er- if Erdogan does, if he does cross the border. The U.S. part of the NATO shield is removed. The Europeans will likely not invoke the NATO defense treaty without the U.S., of course they won't. Do they even have any no. weapons that fire? You know, no, do and they, what are they going to do? Right. I mean, really. It, it, They're it, fakes. It, They're phonies. Not, absolutely. It's not Syria that's going to put up any kind of a fight. It's the Russians with the Syrians. That's right. And th- there's no way that they're going to try and stand up to them without us. If we say, you know what, you're on your own, we're out. That's right. The there's EU another, is there's no spineless. other country that's going to jump into it. Nope, they're essentially spineless without the power of the United States military. President Trump is calling out the duplicity of the entire situation by calling all of their bluffs. President Trump is calling out NATO, weak EU quote unquote allies. I don't even consider them allies anymore. I'd well, flush no, them down the I, toilet to hell with them. I agree with you. I mean, at the time that NATO was created, I mean, it's like anything else. When the time when NATO was created, it was necessary. Uh, That time is gone. Now it's nothing but an albatross around our neck that we throw money at for no reason. We don't get anything out of it. Exactly right. You know, we pay all kinds of money. It's like unions. It's like trade unions. Same thing. Exactly. I mean, it's the, the North American Treaty Organization. Yeah, it's the same thing. Because the, these other countries are supposed to pay money in for when we go and bail them out. A and, whole 3%. You know, out, and, and they don't pay that. That's the problem. 
You know, and, and Trump's the first one to say, hey, man, the bills do. That's right, man. You, in essence, you know, this White House announcement, because I want to get back to the callers, uh, this right. White House announcement is a major Gordian knot being cut. It is unlikely President Erdogan expected to have this framework made so public. This rather loud declaration by President Trump, again, God bless you, sir, seems strategic in that it could make duplicitous Erdogan think twice about the actual military invasion itself. However, Erdogan is also a rabid ideologue, and he wants to recreate the Ottoman Empire. So he'll likely go ahead regardless of cost. Down the road, instead of those ISIS prisoners being held in European jails and considered the sympathetic Turkish handlers, those ISIS fighters will eventually make their way home without anyone knowing. However, the EU has created that issue by refusing to step up and take ownership. That same weak European mindset could likely be facing another challenge surrounding what to do about NATO if Turkey loses this gamble. However, again, another issue created by Europe, FUBAR. Veterans know what that stands for. But we're out, yes, man. We're done. We're done. And we should be. I, I agree. I, I think. I don't think that there's any reason for us to be involved in, in, I mean, I didn't think we should have went in in the first place. We said that but early, it, man, in, in 2011, 2012. You yeah, know, I, the fact that he, he's finally pulling the guys, I, I, I applaud him, and I think that that's the right move. I mean, it's just, uh, you know. Let's go, to, let's, go to the, let's, go to, let's go to the audience. Uh, Ken, what do you think you were on first? And then we'll go to Ralph. Ken fell asleep. Let's go to Ralph. No, oh, no, I got to unmute him. No, I got to mute it. I got to mute it. Hold on. Hold on, Ken. Stand by. Let's go to Ken. Well, I, have, I haven't really been following a lot of what's been going on in Syria, but, I, you know, depending on the report you hear, you know, was it Bashar al-Assad? You know, he's the bad guy, then he's the good guy. He's the good. But... I do know, okay, refresh my memory. Well, actually, can we go back in history to, like, 1994? I know we pulled into Antalya, Turkey, and we were told, you know, don't go out by yourself, being a group of people off the ship, because there was a, there was a current civil war at the time in Turkey, in around ninety four, somewhere in there, am I am I right with that? Yeah, I mean we've we've always had. I mean, there's uh, anybody who's been in the army uh, and traveled to Europe knows that the Turkish population in Germany uh, is a, a pretty strong and anti-American population. Uh, Ralph, your thoughts? Yeah, I was just wanting to add a couple of things the whole discussion about what you guys just said. One is is that since this deal came out, Fox replayed an interview with Erdogan by uh, Brett Bear. Brett Bear, thank you. And he's complaining about that they want he wanted Patriot missile batteries and all that. And 
he had a billion dollars tied into the F-35 project and all that. And then when the United States found out under Shanahan, the defense secretary acting, that they were buying the uh, S-4500, whatever it is, the latest and greatest spam batteries from Russia, they said, well, we are getting the Patriots and all that, so we decided to go with this. Well, wait a minute. You guys are heavy into making the F-35. We got to pull you out of it. <clears throat> and then here we go with the, the Benghazi thing was where we were given arms under the Obama administration. This is going to be Hillary's day to look military presidential. The problem is the bad guys got a hold of the weapons and decided they were going to overthrow Gaddafi. And they ended up putting him in the back of a pickup truck and putting a bullet <laughs> in his head. Yeah. Among and, other things. and then they decided, okay, screw that. We're not going to do anything. But what about the attaches we got at the embassy and all that in Benghazi? Well, we just left those boys hanging and we'll deny everything and demand proof. Right. And let's not forget that that is where the initial weapons from the United States of America came from. I mean, they were looking for man pads, which are shoulder-fired anti-aircraft missiles that could shoot down any plane out there. Uh, And these are moving uh, through Libya into Syria via the CIA. I mean, it's, uh, it's absolutely nuts, and we shouldn't even be here. Guys, thanks for calling. Uh, I'm almost out of time, okay. so I'm going to say goodbye, Ken, and goodbye, Ralph. Thanks for Good calling night. up, and I appreciate it. Uh, Take it easy, in- fellas. Great input. Appreciate that. Uh, so there you go, Ward. I mean, uh, the, the, the the thing that bothers me the worst, and, and it's a tool, ladies and gentlemen, that is at your disposal. I want you to look at the Republican responses to this campaign promise fulfillment. By the way, I saw a Fox News poll, way over 50% of Americans support the president pulling troops out of Syria. We're sick of this stuff. I I tweeted today, Ward, I got so mad about this today. I I don't usually do this. But are I got. You're gonna be in, are you going to be in Twitter jail again, Hutch? No, no. But I wanted to start the show. <laughs> I wanted to start the show about three p.m. because I was absolutely furious at these Republicans, man. I was like, "Look, man, if you guys want war, freaking declare it. You know, go to Congress, make your case, and declare war." Or sit the hell down. Stop sending these troops to places where they cannot win. Stop doing it. Let's either fight a war or let's not. Let's stop all this draining of our national treasure. I I told you, man, we were from the very beginning against any United States of America involvement in Syria. Am I right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, Syria was always a nightmare scenario for for us, for the United States. I mean, and I think that 
with McCain and whatnot, they goaded us into sending guys there. And it wasn't necessary at all, but it was one of those things where McCain comes out and, oh, we got to go and help, and and these these are good patriots, and well, they're all ISIS fighters. And let's not forget, let's not forget, as it materialized, during the Obama administration, Obama dispatched... Don't forget, Obama brought Mohammed Morsi, Obama, James Clapper, Brennan. They brought Mohammed Morsi of the of the Muslim Brotherhood to power in Egypt. Never forget that. And then Obama, as that was falling apart, and President General El Sisi took power after the biggest demonstration in the history of the earth. Remember that? The Arab oh, yeah. Spring? The biggest yep. demonstration in the history of earth. Obama dispatched Lindsey Graham and John McCain to Cairo, to the Batman prison, Robin. to try to get Mohammed Morsi out of jail. It didn't work. Well, not... And- wasn't there at one point there was a warrant for uh, Obama Hillary Clinton for Hillary Hillary Clinton and the ambassador for, and yeah, the for, ambassador for, for for propping up the Muslim there Brotherhood was. to try and there get was. them into Egypt. Yeah, they and, threw and shoes at their limousine. Yeah, it but was I, amazing. I thought that there was a there was actually a, a, a there, uh, there was like a war. There was <laughs> there was no doubt. I remember man, it vividly. Man, I'll start, man. Shit. I'll, I'll wrap them out in a New York second. One of them lives up, he's in, in uh, uh, Martha's Vineyard. You're right. Big house, you can't miss it. You can't miss it. Uh, and let's the go other to, one's in New York hiding in the woods. Let's get a final well, I think comment. that's where she keeps the still. <laughs> let's get a final comment out of Eugene, Oregon. Marlene, you called Skype. I don't know what happened there, but go ahead. I don't know. I made an honest mistake. <laughs> really, I did. I made a poo poo. Anyhow, uh, I do remember the Arab Spring, and I was pissed off that Obama didn't do anything. He just let it happen. He just let it happen. No, they yeah. actively they actively uh, actively encouraged Mohammed Morsi. I remember Richard Trumka, the union president of the AFL CIU, was AFL CIO, was out there yeah. with a video message. To all his brethren in in Egypt, uh, it was a communist uh, disaster. Love fest. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I do. I really. And I also think the U.S. that we really should get the hell out of NATO. Damn it's right. I mean, the whole thing. Our whole. I really do. Defense. Our whole. Our defense posture. You know what? And I'm saying this as a retired military officer. We have to get these soldiers, sailors, Marines, and airmen back to their bases. And we have to fix these bases to make them habitable by these people. I mean, what they've done to our military bases, Ward, uh, I don't know if you've been to any lately, but well, I, I know... know they've, they, they've shut down as many as... as well, the ones uh, that are open, the one, back when we were enlisted men, there were 
countless places for young American men and women to go to have fun after work. They're all gone. There's like one family-oriented, quote-unquote, club at Fort Bragg right now. That's it, man. There's one place for these people to go. Well, it's one of those things where even the military, the political correctness has seeped in. It and, sucks, yeah. Know, go, going and drinking and, and you know raising hell and having a good time and whatnot is so frowned upon now. I mean, when I was in, it was encouraged. And me too. I mean, I mean the 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 uh, my call sign was Jack Daniels. Even I mean, even <laughs> off duty, even off duty. Let me tell you, even off duty in the Army Reserve, we got more business done for the American people after work at the club than we did at work. We oh, did. Sure. I mean, officers and NCOs talked to each other. You know, it was the dialogue was much freer, and you figured things out. Now, these poor bastards don't even know each other. You yeah, know, it, it's sad. It, it really right. is. It's a it's a toxic environment in today's United States military uh, for a, a what do you call uh, the uh, the alpha male. Yeah. And if you don't have the alpha male, you lose the freaking war. Let me tell you that right now. You got that Sounds right. Like it. You know. All right, Marlene, I got to go. We're running out of time. Thanks for calling. I know. I, no problem. All right. Uh, there it is. Cold War Radio. Ward, uh, we're about at the end of, of the rope. How can people get in touch with you? And uh, final comments, sir. Great show. Uh, you can always hit me up on, on Twitter at Wardy22. Um, you know, remember to hit the Facebook page up. We're, we're, the Facebook page is doing so well. we got so many, you know, hits. I'm trying to keep stuff funny. Uh, I'd appreciate if everybody jump in and help out. I can't be the only funny one in, in this group. So all the help I can get. All right. Wardy22 on Twitter. Uh, Appropriate that you were on tonight because I, I had to reach back uh, into the ages, and because you know, I had to ask myself: uh, Do I defend the president or do I defend the Kurds? And I came up with: I'm defending the United States of America, man. It's time to get out of these places. I had enough of this. I had enough of it, man. I really have. Get the troops back in the billets. Get the billets better, and God bless America. I'm Hutch Bailey Jr., ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for stopping by. Mona will be going to the Values Voter Summit. We're going to probably have a special on Saturday night and Sunday night. There will be no WHBJ Sunday night, because we're probably going to have a special. Uh, We'll see what happens when she's there. Then we'll start worrying about CPAC, which is next. But this is going to be a good one. Make sure you uh, mark your calendars. uh, Look for when our episode is going to air uh, over the weekend. We're going to have some specials. Not sure who the co-hosts are going to be, but we're going to have it anyway. Brand new week, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy yourselves. God bless, and thanks for letting us into your life for a couple hours. 
Go to rsbmmusic.bandcamp.com. Support Jacob Seals. By the way, RSBN, I reached out to them about their being censored by YouTube, and they did not respond to me. So, all right, whatever. That's all right. Cold War Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Don't believe the left. It's not over.
You know what? what you know what people want to know? They want to know when someone's going to jail. I, I tell people that's the question. I, more often than not, when I'm walking through an airport or something, yeah. people walk up to me. When is somebody going for uh, going to jail for the wrongdoing that took place in the Trump Russia investigation or even the Clinton investigation?